Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be discussing how to use the Akashics more like the internet. For the most part, people who seek to access the Akashics are doing so because they want information. They want to find an answer to something about themselves, about the world around them, or about someone else. Although the Akashics is so much more than an information purveyor, since that's how most people interact with it, I think it's worth taking a moment to talk about this aspect of things. As far as information flow, the Akashics work similarly to the internet. This means it's only as good as the ways in which we use it, and this is one of the first things to consider. When you're searching online, whether you use Google or Bing or Yahoo, the way you ask the question influences what results you get. If you ask about teddy bears, you're going to get different answers than if you ask about stiff teddy bears or bears on parade. If you just type in bears, you get everything from NFL teams to wildlife pictures to Disney to gay culture. Similarly, if you're in the Akashics asking about a career, you'll get a different answer than if you asked about a job. If you ask about what you should know next, it might be fairly mundane versus what you should know about choosing the best path forward for your best life it's important to recognize how you're asking the question or making the request influences the information you get. And if you're assuming you'll get one thing when you're actually getting something else, your life can become confusing and disjointed awfully fast. So be clear with yourself on what you're asking, and you'll then have a chance to be clear in your questions or requests. If you're not sure about something in the answer you receive, ask for clarification, or try posing the question another way. If you've been general, try being more specific. If you've been specific, get more general. Like a lawyer in a courtroom, leading the witness where you want them to go may get you the answer you want, but it won't always get you where you want to go in the end. The internet is full of all kinds of people communicating. There are millions of people online posting videos, writing articles, making memes, putting up pictures, mostly of kittens and cats being cute, and simply adding to the immensity of the communication going on in the world. It's hard to know in all this chatter what's authentic and what's not. On top of this, there are now people and websites creating fake news as clickbait, means of influencing events, creating fame, and to accumulate revenue. Unfortunately, almost all of us at one time or another has believed something which turned out to be a hoax or a phishing scam, which was a lovely thought but turned out to be something from someone's imagination or attributed to someone who never said it. I've come to love Snopes.com for just this reason. 
They specialize in fact-checking the viral things of the internet so you don't have to. However, it's important to know who said what, if they know what they're talking about, if what they're saying is rumor or opinion or fact. It's also important to know who is actually the source. The Akashics is a place, not an oracle or a one-stop shop for information. There are countless beings living there, each, like you, with their own identity, skill set, perspective, experiences, interests, and fallibilities. Some may know more about a subject than you, others less. Just because someone is there in the Akashics instead of being embodied does not make them all-knowing and omnipotent. It's important to be savvy about who you work with in the Akashics and how you utilize the information they provide. While no one in the Akashics has ill intent, would seek to do you harm, or consciously try to prevent you from achieving your goal, they may not have the information or expertise you need, or be able to provide it in the way you need it. Not all beings are Akashic masters, and not all Akashic masters have a good grasp of embodied life or what our needs are, especially around the physicality of linear time. So don't blindly assume the information from over there is some message from on high or something to be accepted without critical thinking. In the end, you're the arbiter of what you will accept, what you'll act on, and how you'll live. One thing you can count on that exists over there is your soul book. It's the encyclopedia of you, and so will give you straight answers about what you're asking, although they may not be clear answers. That's something you get used to over time. Something to keep in mind when seeking answers or understanding is the short answer is rarely the right answer or the best answer. When looking up things on the internet, what I find is short answers are usually propaganda, memes, or advertising of some kind. They rarely look at more than the surface of something and don't give me any kind of perspective or actual answer. They're usually self-serving, although often well-intentioned. Even the definitions of individual words have multiple answers Answers to the bigger questions get way more complex from there. The Akashics is no different, even though most people approach it from exactly the opposite angle. Most people working with the Akashics for the first time assume every bit of information they get is pregnant with meaning, essential to their soul, and incredibly pertinent to what is going on for them at just this moment. And to some extent it is. Beings in the Akashics communicate in symbols, which are pregnant with meaning and contain not only multiple messages, but multiple layers of message, which unfold over time like a flower. These communications could be pertinent to right this moment, and many times are because the person is asking questions about their life right now and in the future but they can also be about things which are of more importance than just the moment. 
They can be about things which have happened in the past, which are influencing us now. They can be about soul matters, which are timeless. Add to this the reality that a straight answer or a short answer to a question or a request might not be possible. Repeatedly, I have students ask me why they're receiving what appears to be a story or a novel or a TV series in installments, one meditation at a time, instead of straight answers to their questions. And I point out that the questions they're asking require just that much information, backstory, and complex conversation in order to be understood. Not everything can be distilled into a Facebook meme. Those who work with their guides, their book, mentors, and other beings in the Akashics often, over an extended period of time, see a cumulative effect to their efforts. They learn to discern the personalities and perspectives of those they work with, familiarize themselves with the process, and become adept at navigating all the experiences and information being provided to them. They're then able to develop deep wisdom and a breadth of knowledge about themselves and the world, which allows them to move forward in their becoming with confidence, joy, and creativity. There are things about the Akashics and about ourselves we only learn from long association and examination. One of those things is there's a limit to how many answers you can get even if there's no limit to the questions you feel the need to ask. I'm not talking about the small stuff questions like, what should I wear today? Or will there be cute guys or girls at the mall or bar or party tonight? I'm talking the big questions that people reach out to readers and mediums in the Akashics in order to get answers for. You know, like, who am I? What's the purpose of my life? Should I choose this career or that? Should I get married? Should I get divorced? Will I ever be happy? For those questions, there's a limit to how many answers we can take in and process at one time. Just like there's a limit to how much food we can take in at any meal. The stomach is a physical organ which obeys the laws of matter and so has a load capacity. The body tries valiantly to enforce our good health by keeping us within those limits. So too does our soul book, as well as beings in the Akashics. We need to digest the answers we receive concerning the big questions, just like we need time and energy to digest a meal. We need to incorporate the answers into our identity and our understanding of the world around us. The process of incorporating them isn't just an intellectual pursuit, but includes applying them in our actions, taking them into account in our interactions with others, working through them so that we make them a part of us holistically and completely, however we end up doing that. If we choose to ignore the answers or to simply acknowledge them intellectually without application, we aren't able to move forward. I've seen soul books go completely blank when additional questions are asked after a core level question's been answered, or if the core question is repeated at a later date without any practical application having been attempted between sessions. 
I associate this as the pearls before swine effect. Why answer again if the first answer wasn't accepted and used? Answering again would just be repeating the same information. Beings in the Akashics respond this way as well. The relationships between the questioner and their soul book, as well as with Akashic beings, aren't one way. They're a conversation which, just like here, runs well on trust and respect. You don't have to agree with what you're told. You don't have to implement things the way they've been suggested. But ignoring what's been said and continuously asking for a different answer or a repeat of the previous answer will get you dirty looks and eventually bring the conversation to an end. Because who wants to talk with someone who doesn't listen? So whether you're on the internet or in the Akashics, be clear about what you're asking, savvy about who you're receiving information from, and evaluate the information you receive. You don't have to be suspicious of beings in the Akashics, but don't set your critical thinking or your soul-knowing aside in favor of what someone there tells you. Remember the wisdom of the child who says, You're not the boss of me! Akashic beings are not the boss of you. You are. Shoulder the responsibility for what you believe and what you do, and put Akashic wisdom into practice before you go seeking more. You'll be happier for it. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be investigating hidden secrets in your Akashic room. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thanks. Bye.